right, welcome everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is AGI SureTrack Coffee Talk presents a conversation with Grain Elevator and Processing Society's Steve Records. With our guests, Jeep's Executive Director Steve Records and our host, Laura Hankey. Let's hand it over to Laura to get started. Well, good morning, everyone, and happy Friday. Thanks for joining us back here again for another Coffee Talk edition. This morning, we're excited to be joined by Jeeps' Steve Records, who serves as Executive Director for the organization. Steve, thanks for joining us here this morning. Thank you for having me. look forward to the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I said organization, but you guys are more of a society, right? Uh, we are an association. So, association, uh, yeah, so okay. Yeah, so so Jeeps is a is a nonprofit professional association um, that has been around uh, over ninety years. Kind of started back in Chicago when a couple of grain elevator superintendents got together to talk about shared problems and how they solved them. And uh, over the course of that ninety years, uh, we've we've grown to uh, include all facets of the the, the grain industry, um, from elevator managers to frontline employees to executives to associate companies and vendors and consultants, and uh, certainly grew out of Chicago to where we're now global and uh, have about 2,500 members um, across the globe, all, you know, sort of with uh, joining in to, to understand how they can do their jobs better, provide more value to their companies, and ultimately feed the world um, in, in, a, in a way that uh, probably needs this industry more, more now into the future than ever before. Mm-hmm. That's really an incredible story. Talking about two guys in Chicago coming together to share some information and some knowledge. And today you have a global footprint. It's just really incredible. Talk a little bit, Steve, about knowledge transfer. So knowledge is a huge component. Um, that was obviously the reason those guys got together and started this organization. What does knowledge as a resource mean for the industry today? You know, it, it's it's something that we're actually sitting back and taking a, a even another look at because it's changed. Um, you know, we all carry every piece of information ever ever created in our pockets on our phones every single day, right? So knowledge and information are are vastly different today than they were those ninety years ago, or or heck, even fifteen years ago, right? Um, so you know, we kind of view there's there's information, there's data. And from data, you can gather some information. And from information, you can maybe gather some conclusions, but ultimately, or or conclusions or knowledge, but ultimately we want that knowledge to turn into wisdom. And and so information for information's sake doesn't really help anything. It's what what do you do with it? And so an association like Jeeps, and, and one of the main values that we believe we bring to our members is we can provide you information, but so can your iPhone. What your iPhone can't transmit to you is, the personal connection so so that you know exactly who to call when you need them or how to do the thing that that the information tells you you might need to do, but how to do it is very different than, than understanding that you need to do it. So um, what was born 90 years ago from, you know, that one-on-one personal interaction to uh, um, on, on how each other, how, how people can help each other has really just grown. And, and we still find an immense value in that personal connection um, to be able to understand and learn from each other. Uh, we've augmented that, obviously, with all sorts of training programs and, and education um, venues and modes. But uh, at, the, at its core, it's still a, a one-on-one, you know, one few-to-few sort of knowledge transfer and, and, and connection. Mm-hmm. So today, are you guys creating some curriculum and some training opportunities to go along with that networking and personal connection? 
Yeah. So, you know, our training is actually pretty robust. So we have, um, you know, actually hundreds of hours of e-learning that, that you can go to on jeeps.com and, and it's everything from an intro to the grain industry and, and, you know, sort of what, what is a grain elevator uh, to, uh, you know, to systems planning and designs for engineers that are jumping in and helping design and build these facilities and, and everything in between from, uh, you know, specifically around grain quality operations, safety, uh, always a key thing. Within within our industry, so we have that sort of um, e-learning that is there in an asynchronous asynchronous mode that people can take. Uh, some companies have built that into their own training curriculums, uh, and then we do have conferences and expos and different things where we will have uh, a slate of speakers and training. So our Jeeps Exchange conference coming up at the end of this month has dozens of hours of training. We have a, a leadership conference in the summers that uh, focuses in on soft skills. Um, and, and the challenges that management brings. Um, and then our chapter network, we have, we have uh, you know, over 20 chapters throughout North America that get together on a routine basis and they, they present information, talk and share, um, you know, how they're, how they're doing their business and, and connecting on how to do it better. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, building a little bit more on that curriculum and training development, I know safety is a huge part of the grain processing and handling industry. Talk a little bit more about what your team does exclusively to help people be more safe in their day to day. Yeah, and, and and safety is cultural at the individual, you know, company level, at the individual facility level. Um, you know, so so what we try to do is to help people understand, you know, why safety is important and, and trying to build that safety culture in their organizations or their facilities. Um, one thing that, that I think is persistent across Jeeps is that, you know, we have a, a mission at Jeeps to, to sort of be a knowledge resource for the entire industry and, and to connect people through this training and information. But the industry itself really has a broader mission, which is to feed the world. And, and so when we Think about the industry, whether you're, you know, two co-ops that, that sit next to each other in Iowa, at the end of the day, regardless of how competitive you are, you want each other's employees to go home safe because safety and the challenges that safety presents that our industry presents are universal. Um, and so that is that is one definitive area where there has never been a competitive nature of if someone knows how to do something better and safer, that's going to be shared. That's going to be talked about. And, and Jeeps is a place that people can come learn that because it is so critical uh, and core to the industry itself. Mm-hmm. And everyone benefits. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone benefits from a safe, safer work environment. Absolutely. So we've talked a little bit about that one-on-one personal network that you can develop through Jeeps really around the world. Talk about what that means to a young member just joining, just starting their career. How does that help someone really get a foot in the door and, and a leg up in learning some of these? And, and it's it's interesting because, um, you know, whether whether we're dealing with the, the sort of labor market that exists right now with the, you know, the great resignation and people are leaving for any number of reasons um, to, you know, different generations and the needs of different generations as they enter the workforce. Uh, I think our industry is facing a couple of very distinct things. And, and one is um, people that are joining the industry today or coming to work for an elevator aren't coming off the farm like they used to almost exclusively do. And so uh, you've got people that don't know the difference between corn and a soybean coming into a grain elevator to try to understand how to operate it. Um, and, and, and then on top of that, it, it's there, there's actually a, a, a double whammy there because 
so many of the experienced people in our industry are at or very near retirement age. And so that brain drain is going to leave very, very quickly as well. Um, and so if you are new or you, or you have new people within your industry, an organization like Jeeps can really help, number one, can make connections, uh, not only within organizations, but outside of organizations in a way that, that, that you don't get through, you know, uh, uh, social media, um, you know, being able to, if you're working at a cargo facility in the Gulf Coast or an ADM facility in the Gulf Coast, you might know who those people are. But being able to really connect to talk about the business or, or to say, hey, we have this thing that's broke. Can you help us? Those relationships are what creates that connection. Jeeps can help do that. Um, and then the training that we provide, um, I've, I've had a number of younger um, people in the industry say, I came into this industry and I didn't know a thing about the grain industry. What Jeeves was able to provide for me is not only that network and those connections and relationships, but gave me at least a fundamental understanding so that I, you know, I knew what I was talking about to a, to that much better of a degree, uh, and it and it shortened their learning curve. Um, and so that's that's one of our key goals is as new people are entering, we'd love to believe that our curriculum and our training programs uh, can help them. Uh, not just understand and learn, but but to really um, shorten that that runway to be fully functional too. Mm-hmm. It it sounds like it's more than a network that develops here. It sounds like it's more of a mentorship opportunity between a lot of these folks. That's certainly um, you know we don't talk a lot about mentors or mentorship uh, within within sort of what we do. But but in uh, but that's it, that's exactly what is it has developed. Um, you know there are people that refer to other people that have long since exited the industry and said, I learned everything that I knew from that person. Um, so, so that is at least in an informal way, exactly what is developing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned some of the challenges, the hiring and the recruiting challenges that a lot of companies are going through, no matter what industry they're in. Um, one of the things that I was really surprised and impressed by Steve, when I was doing some research for this conversation today was your devotion to human resources in your learning and in your knowledge center. Talk a little bit about that and what some of those courses look like and how your members are benefiting. So one thing that we believe <laughs> that we see, we, we were born out of that, that conversation with two you know, elevator superintendents, and it's easy to solve technical problems. It's easy to solve operational problems because there's, you know, pro, you know fix this problem or do it this way and it will improve. Um, you know, HR and people management and, and, and leadership, uh, that's hard. Um, you know, people are messy. Let's just be real, right? And, right. and um, I used to, in, in one of my previous lives, I worked for a, a, a human capital consultant. And one of the great statistics were, was that uh, 96% of all managers believe they're above average. And, and so in, if that's true, then, uh, then 46% of those people are wrong, that they are not actually above average. <laughs> Um, you know, so, you know, knowing how important labor is, knowing how important employee engagement is, uh, and, and trying to, you know, keep the, the experience and the knowledge, trying to minimize turnover, um, you know, all of those things tie into productivity. They turn into, at the end of the day, profits for those organizations, and they turn into, to generally a, a safer workplace because you have people that you're not having to retrain and constantly retrain. So um, we are spending more and more time on our soft skills, training and, and development. And, and I, by no means do we ever believe we're going to be the, 
the end all be all expert on, on soft skills and leadership. But as people are entering um, our industry and, and some of the organizations, a lot of a lot of small co-ops or small vendors don't have the resources to to create, you know, um, you know, an HR management track or, or these leadership. And so this is where Jeeps can provide great value to them because their people can come through us and get training that that a, a larger company may not be able to provide or a smaller company can't provide like a larger company. Well, and it's, it's exciting to see, you know, you talked about the safety culture that exists within every organization, and there's very much a communication culture that exists within every organization as well. And a lot of times when folks who are nearing retirement versus folks who are just entering, you know, the first stages of their career, there's a big communication gap there. And so it's exciting to me to see an organization an association tackling some of that and helping to break some of those barriers down. It's you know, um, I believe that people often, you know, work with an organization, whether they whether they are uh, working for an organization, buying from an organization or collaborating with an organization, they do it because of why they, they, they buy the why an organization exists rather than even what they do or, or perform. Uh, you know, if, if you want a widget, you can probably go get a lot of widgets. Oh, why do you choose, you know, why do you cho- choose that one widget? Um, it has a lot to do with the corporate culture, has a lot to do with the values that those companies bring uh, and, and the way that you want to do business. Environmental sustainability being, you know, something that that's, shouldn't have been new, but is rather new on a global scale, right? And, and so you, you see people making decisions on that all the time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and another thing that I found really exciting about your website too, Steve, is, is your engagement and your willingness to make the connection, not just for folks within the industry, but to actually be a hub for those companies who are selling parts, who are manufacturing different components, you know, kind of the yellow pages, if you will, of the grain processing um, and handling society, or excuse me, industry. Talk a little bit about that and how folks can join that if they're new in, in getting into the business. Yeah, so so we we are trying to make sure that we're we're easier to do business with than ever before, and and so at, at its core, we are a membership association. So we want we want people to join, we want their companies to support those individuals to join. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the past, you had to join individually. What we have created here over the last year is the ability for you know a a, a cooperative facility to join or a, a consultant company to join and be able to bring more and more of their people in. Uh, so that they can gain some of the value um, and 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 the connections that that we think we offer and, and are valuable to our members. Um, you know, when we when we think about um, what this organ what this organization, but what the industry is driven by, it is a lot of relationships. And so, getting to know um, everyone within the post harvest uh, you know supply chain, um, it, it can be daunting. And um, what I've learned in my time at Jeeps is that. Yes, there are competitors on conveyance and there are competitors on design firms and, and there are certainly competitors on the, the co-op side. But when when you start looking at major projects, um, everyone works together. Uh, there, there, there's um, a lot of our a lot of the suppliers within the industry work and coordinate and buy from each other in order to deliver something to uh, an end user. And so there, there is an, uh, an interdependence um, within the industry that is, is rather unique. You know, you mentioned relationships and how important they are to the industry. This event that you guys have coming up here at the end of the month, Jeeps Exchange, 
Um, it's going to be my first one that I've ever attended. So I'm excited and very much looking forward to it. And when I was preparing for this conversation, I was visiting with our marketing director, uh, Robin Walters, who has been in the industry for a long time. And she said, the best way I can describe it is it's like a family reunion. She said, everybody just gets together. She said, Jeeps is such a family oriented association. Um, you know, just bringing everyone together for that kind of old home week, if you will. Mm -hmm. So tell us what we can expect here at the end of the month, Steve, and elaborate a little bit more on that. You know, it's, it's unique because I I joined Jeeps, uh, in the fall of uh, late summer of 2019, quite honestly, right before COVID hit. And so, uh, this will really be my first probably real Jeeps exchange. We, we had to cancel our exchange in 2020, we ended up having a smaller exchange in the summer of 21, but it wasn't the same. And so this uh, this Jeeps exchange uh, here at the end of March in Kansas City, uh, we believe is going to be a great one because there is you know some pent up demand, if you will, uh, from people not being able to travel through COVID. Kansas City um, is is singularly the city that um, is closer to the the majority of our members than any other city uh, in the world. Uh, and so we expect probably, you know, 3,000, 3,500, maybe even 4,000 attendees uh, overall. And, uh, you know, a, a floor that will have uh, 400 exhibitors. And so what's really cool about our show is, is, yes, you will run into people that you've known forever or you haven't seen forever. But it's not just a show to, to make those connections. You can also go um, touch the equipment, you know, talk to a vendor. There'll be rail car movers on the, the conference uh conference floor. Um, there'll be big conveyance equipment and silos that are built. Um, so it's it's really an interesting way because it is the biggest uh, show in, in the industry. So there's, there's more than just the connections. That's a big part of it. Um, but everyone gets back together to understand, you know, what's new for the industry? How can it be? How can it be used? And then, of course, those relationships we talked about are just continually renewed every single mm-hmm. year. And the learning as well. Um, you mentioned that there's going to be dozens of hours of learning available throughout the conference. Um, the innovation station seems to be a really popular choice um, in the research that I've done. Talk a little bit about that and what we can expect to see this year, Steve. Yeah, so um, a few years ago, we actually started, you know, we have some really more formalized training that happens before and after the, the expo hall is open on, on the days. But what we learned is that there's also a, a kind of a demand for people to to do some more hands-on type uh, learning, and and so we create pods or these innovation stations, sort of in the corners of the expo hall floor, for people to go and sit and learn about a very very particular topic in in probably a very short form um, throughout the day. And so those innovation stations will run the gamut on topics from a lot of safety things, uh, some maybe some examples of new products that will be shared and demonstrated. Um, one of the, the, the things that is uh, the biggest draw is uh, Oklahoma State brings their grain entrapment trailer. And so twice a day, they will do a demonstration of what it looks like to be you know, uh, engulfed and how to rescue someone. Um, which obviously is a, a big safety item, but it's a huge learning uh, item, not only for the industry. We will actually have a number of, of uh, first responders and firefighters come in and to, to watch that demonstration as well. So it, it's we believe that, that the expo floor, it's not just a sales and marketing opportunity for, for companies. It's a learning and training opportunity, not just for companies, but for the attendees as well. Whether you're learning about a piece of equipment or you're sitting and watching someone be rescued from an engulfment, 
that learning uh, happens in, in multiple ways. And it happens right there on the floor in addition to before and after. Mm-hmm. The takeaways are certainly immense. It sounds like one of the other sessions that I was really intrigued by was the idea ex- exchange. Talk a little bit more about that, Steve, and what we can expect to see. The idea exchange has been one of our more popular events, and, and we usually do it sort of at the very beginning, it, you know, in conjunction with our opening uh, session. Um, and it really gives the opportunity for companies, whether it's a, a, a vendor, a supplier, a consultant, or a, you know, a, someone that's running um, you know, an elevator or, or you know, an export terminal to come in and say, here's something we did. Um, we, this is what we did. This was the problem we had. This is what we did. This is the result. And it really it highlights almost the, the sort of mission of Jeeps to say, um, people will come in and, and there may be a Cargill facility that will come in and share something they did operationally that their competitors can immediately go and apply. And it's, and it's done because it's the right thing for the industry and, and it's the right thing for whether it's improving safety or just uh, operationally uh, saving some, some post-harvest loss so that more grain gets to people that, that, that need it. Um, and, and so that session in and of itself has been really well attended because there are some really unique innovations that are talked about. There are some really simple things that change and, and can be implemented. Um, but it really speaks to the just the heart of what we do, which is we're here to help everyone else be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely excited to attend my first one here coming up in a couple of weeks. Sounds like you are as well. Um, I know that there's so much more on the agenda that we haven't covered here this morning. Steve, is there anything else you'd like to call out? Well, so I think, you know, we, we have, um, if, you're a, if you're a member of Jeeps, you, you get uh, access to the expo for free. Um, and so you can come in and just walk the, the expo floor, talk to vendors, uh, even for a relatively um, small, small fee or entrance fee, even if you're not a member. But we really believe the value uh, is connected into that training and those relationships. And so in addition to the expo floor and the training, we do have a couple of parties, uh, you know, that, that, those, those social interactions uh, and the reconnection of, of those family members is good. So there's a get acquainted party uh, at the beginning, uh, the, the night before everything kicks off. There's the, the opening session this year that we have a keynote speaker coming in to talk about resiliency and, and how to, to be more nimble in your uh, organizational structure and your management and then this year we're doing something really cool and neat. And, and for those of you uh, that might be around Kansas, you may, you may have heard of them, but we're having a closing session uh, with some entertainment and we're having the Peterson Farm Brothers come in and, uh, and do some, some sort of uh, speaking. And then of course, some of their song parodies, which have really been popular on YouTube. So we're trying to continue to bring value from the very beginning to the very end. Uh, and along the way, do a lot of training, a lot of networking, a lot of relationship building. Mm-hmm. Well, it it sounds to me like if you're not a member of Jeeps before you go to exchange, you'll be a member afterwards. <laughs> uh, we hope so. <laughs> right, right. Well, Steve, we can't thank you enough for your time here this morning. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we look at wrapping up? No, we we really believe our our mission is to you know connect people within with information and training, um, and we we know that we have a spot for every person in the industry, whether you're brand new, whether you've been in the industry for 30 or 40 years, there is, there is value uh, to being part of our network 
and there's value to being part of something bigger. And, and I think everyone in the industry is part of something bigger. Jeeps is the epitome of being part of that something bigger as well. And so we, we invite everyone to be part of our network, regardless of your role within your, within your company. If you're in the industry, you should be part of Jeeps. Absolutely. I can't think of a better way to close out this episode of Coffee Talk. Steve, again, thanks so much for joining us here this morning. Be excited to see you here in a couple of weeks and meet face to face and looking forward to all the great things that Exchange will offer. Everyone, thanks for joining us here this morning. We are excited to share this exciting information with you. Brian, we're ready to hand things back to you. Thanks for joining us for AGI SureTrack Coffee Talk. Connect with us on the web at agisuretrackcommunity.com.